I, be I, honest I, with I have a certain shirt. I keep I keep a mental note of what shirt wins. And I had a shirt that was undefeated, and I wore it for game one of the Cardinals, and it lost. So I switched it up and wore a different shirt. And that shirt won throughout the series. And I had a shirt that I hadn't worn yet, and I wore that last night, and they lost. So that one will be put away. By the shores of old Lake Michigan, where the hawk wind blows so cold. An old Cub fan lay dying In his midnight hour, the toll Round his bed, his friends had all gathered They knew his time was short And on his head, they put this bright blue cap From his all-time favorite sport He told him it's late, it's getting dark in here And I know it's time to go but before I leave the lineup, boys, there's just one thing that I'd like to know. Do they still play the blues in Chicago when baseball season rolls around? When the snow melts away, do the Cubbies still play in their ivy-covered burial ground? When I was a boy, they were my pride and joy. But now they only bring fatigue To the home of the brave The land of the free And the doormat of the National League I sing dirty Hey everybody, welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease in our review of the NLCS, I'm Kurt Gowdy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, guy. I don't need to introduce ourselves. If you don't know us by now, you're on episode 64, so, you know, get with the program. Thanks, Jonah. You're welcome. We got special guest star Jonah Schneider here with us today. One third of the Dadash Drunks. So, hey, buddy. Hey, guy. <laughs> man, I, uh, I really wanted to open the show with the Cubs, man. I mean, okay. Yeah. The reason I wanted to open the show with the Cubs, I, I, they're the real deal, man. They are the real deal. Now, despite the NLCS open yesterday, uh, they they lost to the Mets, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a disheartening loss. They could have easily won that game and like, you know, that just would make it disheartening. One or one or two pitches. <laughs> Shut up! I'm just saying. I think they're the real deal. I I uh, I was well, yeah. They're at the, the midseason when we all actually talked about the Cubs. I thought, yeah, it's a good team. Maybe they'll eke into the playoffs, and maybe they'll get bonked out as quickly as possible. But mm-hmm. that is not what I'm seeing. There's like so much energy surrounding that team. It's it's nothing yeah. like O three. It's nothing like O three. Well, O three had energy. I mean, not the. You didn't see the with the players. There was always this like looming doom over Dusty Baker's head, and that's what I always. Felt. Well, that's so, Dusty Baker. He's a he's a you know he's a lazy. Shitty manager. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Starting us off with a racist. Well, you're, you're looking back on it at the end of that, seeing what it was, what happened at the end of it, and envisioning the whole playoffs run. But oh three, you lived here, right? Yeah, in the house, and we actually watched the playoff games together uh, in the garage where you did extracurricular activities um, with Brendan. Those were good times. Anyway, 
he was giving me blowjobs. Because <laughs> that won't get you fired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's acceptable now. <laughs> no, we watched the Cubs game, and then we watched the Chappelle show like afterwards, that in South Park or something like mm-hmm. that. But back then, I remember watching that team, and you were getting super excited about it and everything, and I just never saw that team as... I remember saying to you in the garage, I'm like, man, this team's going to find a way to disappoint you. You, you, I'm surprised I, you haven't said that yet this I, year. That's, that I, was just I, your. I can't say that about this team. That was just 2003 well, Nick being I, a I, dick. The Cubs I mean, can't disappoint because they weren't even supposed to make the playoffs, and then when point. they made the playoffs, they they were underdogs the first two rounds. And some people picked the Mets because the Mets have a great team. They have a great pitching staff. Me and Luke were talking earlier. So they talk. You know, I didn't. I'm not familiar people, with the Mets at all. You get, so. you get a bunch of fucking people that root against the Cubs versus root for their own team. That are they'll choke. Well, it can't be a choke at this point because they're past what they were supposed to be. Yeah, there is no absolutely choke. Absolutely true. So, what do you guys feel about the bandwagon jumpers? That's fine. That Good. Are, they're coming along. The Good for them. It's fine. There's sure. already, I've, no matter. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Hawks fan. You guys are on the minority. Well, the Hawks is different because you know you weren't. I think Nick's asking because he's them. going to become a bandwagon fan. No, 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 no. Nick's ready to come over to the, uh, and I the think Cubs people side. People that are rooting actively against them are actually rooting for them now. I think there's probably Sox fans that have an attitude like us that we're like, well, we don't really care about the other team. And then they're like, oh, well, good for them. Mm-hmm. I think I take the route. Oh, good for them. I, I really hope. Uh... Well, Jenny Donahue said she was taking that route and then actively rooted against them. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- she's I think she's rooting Jenny for the Cardinals. The show, so she's going to have to. She was herself. rooting for the Cardinals. And then I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I'm not going to root for the Cubs. I go, but you just posted this thing like good for them and all this stuff. She's like, well, <laughs> well, Keith's a Cardinals fan. I said, okay, that's Keith. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then at least her son admitted. Noah goes, "Well, I'm a Sox fan. I'm not going to root for the Cubs. I'm root against them. I, I can't root against the team. But I, I will say this: if the Royals get, and I want the Royals to win because it's AL Central team. That's the only like love. If they, if the Cubs are playing the Red Sox, the Cubs are playing the Yankees. I'd be like, go Cubbies! If the Cubs, all day. If the Cubs can't win it, I want the Royals to win because I went to a Royals Cubs game this year and we harassed Lorenzo Cain. Um, a lot, and he was rolling the whole time. He kept laughing and looking up at us when we'd say something funny because we weren't like, you know, you're an asshole. It was more like, you know, Kane, why didn't you drop that ball? Because he made a great catch. We're like, nope, nope, not supposed to do that. Now, if you guys had to change anything about what's going on with the team, you saw the first game yesterday, is there anything you'd change or change? change? Anything you'd change at this point? Realistically? Yeah, really. Like you say you're you got all the power in the world when it comes to Cubs management. You can do what you want with the players. Uh, this season or up. next season? No, just in next game. What would you change up, if anything? Would you switch the lineup at all? Would you tinker a little bit? Or is this pretty much, you know, you guys are saying this is it right here. So. Dance with the bitch you brought. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't see, you know, he didn't, not like he messed anything up. I No, he was actually very good. I, I think that Madden's. If you doubt Madden at this point, then you're just, you know, you're never going to be pleased because mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to do everything perfect. I would have maybe added Jonathan Herrera to the roster versus Quentin Berry, but I see why he added Berry. So. All right, last question about the uh, the first game of the NLCS. The, the only, I think the only controversial call was sending the runner uh, where the Cubs had a chance to take the lead. I can't mm-hmm. remember what any yeah, of it was. Yeah, that was a poor call. Poor call? Poor decision i you're running against a great arm you gotta know same are you did you watch any of it yeah i watched the whole game yeah yeah. oh yeah i watched the whole game the controversial thing to me is why in game one of every series do the cubs seem to get an ump that has a floating strike zone 
That drives me crazy. Who was that, complaining about that? Uh, it's not Donahue, it's uh, not even just against the Cubs. It's not like I'm like, oh, it was only against. I can't handle Matt. There was a point where Matt Harvey threw a pitch, and it was called a strike, and it was off the plate. He threw the exact same pitch to the point that the little circles on the the little thing overlapped, <laughs> and he called it a ball. The next pitch, and Harvey kind of stopped, <laughs> and that drives me crazy yeah. because you never know. Then as a hitter. Oh, that's off the plate, but he's going to call it a strike, so I better swing. It's like maybe he'll call it a strike. That and they did it with Lackey too in the first game. He they gave him everything off the plate, and then all of a sudden he stopped calling it like midway through the game. And I'm like, that would drive me absolutely crazy. Jenny's son was complaining about that. That it was, was it was he was complaining yeah, was about on the face. He was on the Facebook boards, and he's just like, "Fuck you, blue." <laughs> I so again, I I wasn't paying close enough attention to see the the calls of the balls and strikes, but. That's because you can't see them. I couldn't see them. <laughs> well, I knew it was You can see a blur of people. Something's happening on the television. We had, we had this huge crowd We're watching of football? <laughs> oh, Saturday? Oh, Yay, oh. go Bears! <laughs> Luckily, I have final cut. <laughs> if you can see it. Uh, I can zoom in. It's awesome. Um, Nick, Nick, why are you, why are you pushing the, your finger against the television? <laughs> I'm editing. <laughs> I'm going to edit this right now. Oh, it's a painting on the wall. Sorry, that guy in the boat always creeps me out. Um, <laughs> the man fishing? Yeah, I don't know about him. He's kind of creepy. Um, they, had a, got a, <laughs> they had a lot of people at the bar yesterday, all watching the Cubs game, and they were all sitting around. And uh, we might have talked about this on the show before, but the superstitions that come along with baseball fans. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that was sitting at the end of the bar, and immediately... Um, he sees a crack of the bat. It's a blue jersey. Sees a home run go over, and he thought it was one of the Cubs. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a very opening home run, and he starts cheering. He's like, "Yes, get back there!" And then a couple of the people turn around and they just stare at him, like, "What the fuck, dude?" And he realizes his mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he realizes his mistake, and now he he went into this mode. He's like, "I can't look at the game anymore." So for the and he, that was like the first or second inning. It was very early in the game. Yeah, it was and he first refused inning. to stare at the screen. And I was like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "If I look at the game anymore, I'm going to screw up and I'm going to screw up their chances of winning." I'm like, "Do you really <laughs> believe that?" Got to take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, did you guys do any of that last night? I be I, honest. No, I have a certain shirt. I keep I keep a mental note of what shirt wins. And I had a shirt that was undefeated, and I wore it for game one of the Cardinals, and it lost. So I switched it up and wore a different shirt, and that shirt won throughout the series. And I had a shirt that <laughs> I hadn't worn yet, and I wore that last night, and they lost. So that one will be put away. Yeah. i got to go back to – now here's the question. Do I go back to the original that sounds, shirt right? that was like – is now like five and one, or do I go back to the, the hot shirt that – didn't win early on in the season, but has won playoff games. Which one, Jonah? You don't have any shirts you haven't worn yet. I haven't worn my my. You got to go to the store and get a new one. Ernie Banks jersey. I have not worn that one because that one lost early in the season. And that's the one I gave you, so it's tainted. No, meat. not give. Tainted meat. Not give. Purchased. <laughs> tainted meat. <laughs> you save that one for the the. You know, if there's another series, you save that one. Okay, so that'll come out game one of the World Series? Yeah, that's what you save that for. Okay. What, what, what's your, your lucky thing that you've been doing since they started their run? 
I watch the games. That's it. You don't. You don't switch uh, it up. No, I, I he doesn't really. wipe his ass. <laughs> He's really chafed now. I usually, I usually <laughs> so itchy. I usually make sure I'm wearing a hat. And it's so as long as my daughter's watching the games, they seem to win. So I have not worn a hat game. for any games. No, and you got the playoff beard going. Actually, I've been you got wearing the playoff beard. I've been wearing the the wedding hat to, to watch all the games. Nice, the one I got you. Yeah, nice. But I didn't wear any. I didn't wear it last night. So that was a great was switch a up. Did you see the look on Nick's face when he opened that freaking? Yeah, that was great. Bag and there was a Cubs hat <laughs> yeah. in there. I missed. Some. Oh my! Yeah, that was. Oh, that was me. We planned that about. out. I'm like Jonah. I'm going to give you Nick's bag. <laughs> I thought, yeah, man. Come on. It's like you've gone on record in saying that you'll never wear a White Sox hat ever. You were like, no, not even for a picture. I know. That's why I was going to taunt you and yeah, make you yeah, wear a Cubs hat. Cubs hat. And you put me in your bridal party yes. and you give me the. Hey man, it's just for a picture. <laughs> it's just for one picture. Yeah, and it's like you know, I even got Verna Cardinals like, hat. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I is he from St. Louis? He's always uh, no, he's got family he... down there. All right, so yeah, I mean, to this day, would you even wear a White Sox hat for a role? No, on a show. Oh yeah, for a role, sure, because it's not okay. me wearing it; it's a character. I wore a Mets hat for the Odd Couple. Yeah. And they actually, it was funny, they approached me, and they're like, um... I think that's bad luck. It was co-directors. <laughs> and they, the season, they approached me, and they're like... <laughs> Can't watch any like, more games. Uh, um, would you be... Like, it was... Oh, there's the wife calling. Key's mm-hmm. locked in the car. I Hello? I realized the wife's name was Ryan. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Other wife. <laughs> a little, little... Uh, For what, the pizza? True love going... Or it was a big love. Uh, noon. Yeah, <laughs> true love. <laughs> Except for he's got brother wives. It's, it's a, <laughs> lots of fingers disappear. Oh, they get her in? <laughs> yeah, this is a primer. Me and Jonah might record later Maybe. on the night. We're not sure. <laughs> All right, cool. We're not sure if that's going to happen, but yeah. you never know. Tomorrow is a, is, a, is a Monday, but, you know. Yeah, we can't get snookered. Now we just got to convince the wife to record. <laughs> hey, honey. Nice. That nice. never happens. No, no. All right, cool. Yep. So you Bye. S- oh, no, that was actually the brother-in-law. Amy had called from his phone earlier because her key, her phone, and her keys were locked in her car. So I thought it was going to be her, but it was him. Just how do you how do you lock your keys in your car? Like in that's what I said. Everybody's got a little dongle yeah, thing nowadays. Like no, you got a little dong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Well, um, what were we? We were talking about. Oh no, I wore that. I wore that Mets hat. They were, and it's funny because the directors approached me and were like, uh, <laughs> they go, uh, like I, I grew grew my hair out, shaved, but they they were fine with that. Like they knew I was more worried about growing my hair, mm. and they're like, uh, would you would you would you be okay wearing a Mets hat? I'm like, it's amazing how sure. people walk around eggshells with him, dude. Like, <laughs> like he's gonna be like, "Fuck you, fuck the show." I, I wield, I wield, a, <laughs> I wield a heavy sword. Yeah, do you like with him and Brendan? People approach them the same way. Yeah, it's when you said it, that. It's, like, it's kind of like the same, the same idea same of Brendan way. of like, like people you, you approach you and me like, "Fuck those guys." But oh, yeah, him and on, Luke, man. they're like, "Hey, we don't want to make Luke upset." We command respect, brother. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> command fear. <laughs> It's it's maybe this uh, the voice. I think it's the voice of aggression. No, that's because they can be assholes. They get away with it pretty <laughs> awesomely too. So. Because it's there's usually it's usually funny. So the only yeah. person that's not laughing is the person being an <laughs> asshole too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as you as, as long, long as you as long as you as long as you win the room, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, I like that phrase. Um, 
No, my my roommate Ray, and you remember him. God bless yeah. you, Ray. Hope you're doing well. I think his uh, daughter's birthday was the other day. Good shout out. Um, Ray didn't like anybody. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like he would, people would walk in and meet him. Like I don't yeah. like that guy. You know, he's he's annoying me in one way. And I remember Luke saying something completely asshole ish. I'm not sure what it was, but it was something demeaning. And Ray's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it took. Yeah. Ah, that looks a funny guy. Um, I am. So the the first topic that I had besides the uh, the Cubbies was uh, there's a there's a big topic with DraftKings and FanDuel. I don't know if you guys are both fantasy football people. Yeah, big time. I got and to taunt Jonah's wife oh, after yeah. she taunted me. Who is currently <laughs> winning? She uh, no she she sent me a. a text i was set up a couple weeks ago right. and i was playing her and i had it's it sucked because she had jamal charles playing against me and i had jamal charles in the other league mm. and i was winning in ours and losing in the other one so i needed jamal charles to get some points to win the other one but not so much that she would catch <laughs> yeah. me thin gray so line that's yeah. when i just turn it off and hope for the best because i just don't know what to do and jamal charles got a lot of points so i lost to her then and but won the other league and she sent me a text that said, Jamal, Jamal Charles called me. He said he hates you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I wrote her back. I'm like, yeah, I was in that, that predicament where I don't I can't really root for him or against him. And I'm like, yeah. Um, so then played her again. And this past week, I had Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates going. And I was losing to her. And they both had a big game. And I ended up catching her. So I texted her and said, you know, Rivers and Gates called me. They said they hate you. <laughs> and <laughs> she going back she, and forth. She texted me back, "Karma's a bitch," like that. Yeah. And then I put like "Game Set Match Scott" because that's from Game The Office, and I knew she'd appreciate that. Oh, and then she lost Charles too. And then yeah, we lose Charles, but I handcuffed him with Niles Davis in the other league. So Game Set Match Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone offered me a trade for him. Like, yeah, you know, I figured you need some help at running back. I'm like, I actually do pay attention. <laughs> That's what kills me about these fantasy. The first fantasy trade offer you get from somebody is this ridiculous thing, and then they try to explain it. Uh, if you give me uh, Niles Davis and James Jones, I'll give you Joseph Randall and uh, Baldwin from Seattle because I know you need some running back help. I'm like, so if you take one of the best receivers and now a good running back <laughs> off my, you'll give me a crappy running back and a crappy receiver. Got the only it. way I can make an analogy for this is I'll give you Baltic Avenue. For Marvin Gardens. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially, and I write back, and I always write back, and I'll reject the trade and write back, come on. Come on. I really like yellow. So, I mean, <laughs> do you guys do the, the one-day fantasy drafts? Have you ever tried it? No. No. Have you ever done online poker or anything like that? I actually used to play Poker Stars, um, and one of the things they got busted for was setting the hands up to be like ridiculous, like it would go one way and then this ridiculous card would pull and then you'd lose. So they actually set up the randomizer where like Luke it gets would, drawn. It would happen four too kings, much and people and some would. Some guy got four aces. Like, they okay, would complain about it. Like the guy had a 4% chance of pulling the one card he needed to beat you and he and would. It would happen too often. And uh, people would make comments like, dude, this always does that. This always does that. Well, they got. That was one of the things that they figured out they did. Um, and I tried to go back and because I was like, I missed playing online quite a few poker. poker sites. Yeah, and I went to Full Tilt and I signed up, and then I realized that it, you couldn't play real money if you were in the U.S. You had the only way you could deposit because no banks will deposit yeah, money yeah. now. 
and you had to like either go through like a third party thing or you had to get like one of the Visa gift cards and then go. And I'm like, fuck this. And I just w- took one, myself off. One of the people off. affiliated with the show uh, is part of that particular group. I'm not saying who he is, but he does thing this, sing the theme song. So um, that he's been telling me about that stuff. And I'm trying to figure out how, besides the third party, I think there's it's completely legal. But these sites don't apparently have a gambling license in the United States, which is why money can't flow to them, U.S. dollars or mm-hmm. something along those lines. You can't throw th- through a U.S. bank. Yeah. You have to like, go to a third party and then... So, with the DraftKings and the FanDuel, just... I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's basically one-day fantasy football yeah. as opposed to going an entire season. Yeah, you just do, do, do a week, pick a team, deposit money. All right. So, yeah, you can deposit as low as a dollar. Then there's, like, right. the crowd ones where you can win up to a million dollars, which they claim. And they've always got some schmuck on the commercial, like, hey. And they're basically infomercials now. The commercials are so goddamn long. They're, like, two minutes long of uh, FanDuel and DraftKings. I've, and they're always on. I see mm-hmm. them all the time. So... Their big deal is last week they got kicked out of Nevada because they don't have a gambling license. So nobody in the state, and it's probably going to domino effect in the other states, and they're making the argument that it's not gambling. So what do you guys think? Well, it's obviously gambling. It is. You just it, take there's the, money exchange. You put in money, you're the, taking a risk. Yeah. You take the the. You know, oh, it's a prize. I mean, how you can they prize? claim yeah. it's not gambling, lawyer Luke, attorney Luke? Because I, 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 I am not right. seeing. Well, let me get my fucking diploma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun dun. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me that they can even make that claim because that's prize. the only claim that they could. It's a prize. Well, isn't the lottery gambling? Right. It's a prize. We're going to talk about the lottery too. It's a prize. <laughs> it is a prize. Is that all you're going to say when you're up there in front of the uh, jury and the courts and? I like yeah. the devil advocate. I mean, it's a surprise. I'm surprised he drops the fucking mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual chocolate. <laughs> um, thank no, you, it's, thank it's, you. It's, it's, here the argument is. I mean, you can say, well, we're not, we're not. You know, it's not. You're you're you paying money to sign up, and then you win a cash prize for sure. Mm-hmm. That's the argument. And there's also this thing they uh, the play, the people that made DraftKings and FanDuel those are the two big ones mm-hmm. apparently their employees are playing the other guys sites and since they have the algorithms and the inside tracks their employees have now been winning on the other sites um, I think like half the time or something ridiculous so people caught on to that so they did a ban of uh, employees going to another person's website and mm-hmm. winning money off right. of that. So which leads me to believe, and a lot of people that are looking at this thing, that everything that they put up, the number-wise, is all fixed to a certain degree where they can profit off of everything. It's not a legitimate fantasy football well, what happens. So I don't... here's the, the – the, you're never going to get involved in anything like that and open a business unless the odds are in your favor. Yeah. You have to have the odds in your favor. You're never going to make money. But it sounds like they're shuffling the odds. It's not like roulette where it's 35 to 1, you get paid off if this hits. They're telling you it's 35 to 1 if your player hits, but actually it's not 35 to 1. It's some ridiculous number, and this is what they're they're putting out there. And that's kind of what I got. I don't know that. enough about how yeah. it works. I know you, you have a... a you you pay to pick a team, and then you have a salary cap, and each player is salaried based on their, you know, past performance or their, you know, how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how the odds, how they make the odds. I don't. I've never even gone to the site to look at it. Have you ever considered it? 
No. Not your style? I, I, I don't know. I've I've considered the bookie.com one. I saw her, or the bookie something. There's a like online bookie now. It's got now. bookie in the name. <laughs> bookie. I got to do it. <laughs> I, I used I'm to gamble. Guido.com. <laughs> I, hey. had a, I had a guy that I knew that was a bookie, and I bet through him right. for a year. And, and and at the end of the year, I think I owed him 100 bucks, so I went and I paid him the 100 Like he says, you play the year, and then you, you pay on this day. Thumbs. And I paid him 100 bucks. And uh, the next year, um, I was up, and he actually switched websites that he used to track the stuff. And... He didn't carry over my winnings, and I argued, and I'm like, and he's like, well, talk to this guy. Talk to the, he kept saying talk to his, his other guy, and I kept talking to him, and he's like, and he wouldn't move my money over, so I said, fuck you. I'm, you know, because I was up. I bet on the final four and won, I think, like 200 so just bucks. just basically took your cash. And I said, well, no, I mean, I didn't pay him anything for oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. But it was at the end of the year, you pay up. And I said, you, you switch sites, but it says I'm even at zero. I said, and I should be up this much money because... And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, he was con- acting like he was confused. I'm like, you know what? Fuck mm-hmm. you. You know, I fucking went and paid you. I drove to you, paid you last year when I was down. I said, now I'm up. Where's my fucking credit? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, you switch sites. You should carry the fucking winnings over. Yeah. And then I just went, okay. So I like betting on football. Jonah? DraftKings, Panda, you ever going to do that shit? Or- no. There's like um, Fantasy Pros has every week they, they give you, uh, you pick your team. All right. They give you four people, and they say pick one of these four. It's free to play, and like the top seventy-five of everybody that plays win money. So chances of me winning are highly unlikely. So it's called Fantasy Pro. Fantasy Pro is the website, and like every week they have a weekly pick, and they give you four quarterbacks. Pick which one you think is going to do the best. How much money do you like? Give them a credit card or nothing anything like that? It's free. So how do you win money? You said you win money from their their advertisers. They make money off their advertising. Oh, so you don't have to. Okay, yeah. see now. And I just go there for my fantasy advice every because it tells me like what you, my team is. You, and you just everything. taught me something new. So if they're making the if you can win money off of a free service, is that gambling? I didn't put anything into it's it. Surprise! Yeah, you're not gambling prize. anything. That's a cash prize. Gambling requires you to risk something. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, with FanDuel and, and DraftKings, you're putting money into the coffers, mm-hmm. so I imagine that would be considered gambling at any point. I mean, so uh, you think these guys are fucked? No, I mean, you know, no, no, they'll find a way. Cause they're, just they're, like the poker sites. They, they said they're fucked and they found yeah, a way. They, they, they've worked all their way up to Washington, D.C. now, so they're getting, like, the FBI investigating them. Well, know? they're still chunking out the commercials, and they're still having the contests. Every I have week. a feeling People if they were shut there. down right now, they still wouldn't be fucked because I have a feeling they're mega millionaires yeah. at oh, yeah. this point. I mean, you figure they, they say that they've given out $70 million dollars that they've given out, it's so how much have they taken in? ridiculous I mean, amount of money. They say the companies are worth, like, a billion dollars combined yeah. or something like that, so... And I could be way off on that number. It might be even more at this point. I'd like to be worth a billion dollars. We all would. So speaking of winning prizes, you guys hear about the Illinois lottery? Like my segue? What now? So <laughs> since our uh, our great state of Illinois. Did we hear about it? Yes, I've heard of the lottery. Can't <laughs> balance the budget. Hmm? If you were to, Luke, you play the Mega Millions once in a while. I play Powerball. the Mega Millions and Powerball. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Because if you hit the numbers and did not have anybody else that claimed a winning ticket, and let's say I think it was $84 million last I saw for okay. this week. Luke, you won $84 million. The state of Illinois will now send you $600 and an IOU that says we can pay you when the, bal- uh, the budget is finally balanced. 
This is not bullshit. Well, <laughs> Mega Millions is not just well, they, state they, of Illinois. I, I realize that. So the other states that are actually solvent could actually give you money, but Illinois has now dropped any prize over six hundred dollars to an IOU. But is that just that's just the Illinois lottery? Like you say, it's not lottery. it's not yeah, Powerball so or anything. Luke is right when he says other states can pay him, but Illinois share. Is that, does that include like you know, those scratch offs where it's like twenty five hundred yeah, a week exactly, for the rest of your life? Exactly, you get six hundred dollars and you will get an IOU for the rest of the twenty five hundred a week you're supposed until, to get for your until until the budget is fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is I mean you're, you're, The state of Illinois uh, Gives me an IOU When they buy food And they pay me <laughs> Two months later I get that yeah. shit All the time Yeah but you're talking About a $250 bill now. I, I 600 million I, I have a feeling that I, have a, a I have a feeling That if anyone Really decided To chase this down That they would Because uh, it's not ex- Explicitly explained In the rules mm. This is a new thing For oh, them It's now on Illinois' lottery site it states this, and but is it on their tickets? When you because when you buy your ticket, that's a contract or whatever. I, it's it's not on not, there. I it's mean. probably not anything that's existing and printed now. I this would, the last I week. would sue the fuck out of them. Oh, right, don't! You're just gonna be lawsuits crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's just because a lot of the money we get is from people buying lottery tickets. That's going to help. Exactly. Budget. And now you're taking that money income coming to the state away because people aren't going to buy them if they. How know this. does the state of Illinois fuck that up? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, I will tell you how fuck you everything. elect. Three uh, shady governors in a row. Go on four. <laughs> well, Rauner hasn't proven to be shady. His policies aren't aren't always the best, but he's got a thirty three percentage approval rating in Southern Illinois. That is his base. That is his the approval base. rating has nothing to do with shady. They don't fucking like him either. I'm not talking about like. I'm talking about criminal. And they had three time. criminals in this there. This is Illinois. Give it time. They had three criminals. I, I said, Brad Rauner hasn't proven to be criminal yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, it takes a while. You said, yet. Well, I don't know. But I know that I the three not. before him were absolutely fucking shady as can be. Yeah. And they ran this into the ground, and they paid special interests, and they took money, and they everything else. You know, they fucking uh, blackmailed Senate seats and all that <laughs> shit. Um, so... But how does the lottery run out of money? You would figure the prize would be lower than any income taken in ever, right? That's the way it works because you're supposed to take the extra money Yeah, but all that money's going to everything else. Well, yeah, but, I mean, isn't that percentage taken into an account? Like, okay, you have the prize money, you got the money that's going to the special interest groups like schools and everything that benefit from it, and then you have the backup slush fund. And apparently they've gone through the slush fund. Yeah, the that, money that, to the that, special interest. They're probably taking money from the so. slush fund, yeah. trying to fix things. It's it's a it's a because yeah. all the money's going to the wrong places. And so it happens when you people. Anybody listening to the show, do not buy lottery tickets. <laughs> Illinois lottery. Illinois lottery tickets. That is so fucked up, dude. All right, man. We've talked about baseball. We've talked about gambling. Now let's talk about some important shit. All right, Steve Barta, Steve and Michael Barta, three names, must be a serial, serial killer. killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe it was him and Andrew, uh, Samurai Andrew, brought this to my attention. Um, talking about a, a publication uh, that's over 50 years old, Playboy. Luke, mm-hmm. you had a subscription. I used to look at it in your bathroom and not come out for five minutes. I never had a subscription. 
I saw Playboys in your John before. You, you can buy them at the store, you know. Huh? <laughs> oh, you I, just bought them at the store. I never anywhere. kept Playboys in my John. I saw well, I saw a Playboy in your in your upstairs bathroom with that Olympic star on it. Um, Olympic star. Yeah, she was like a swimmer, and she did a Playboy spread. And I oh, like, I think I bought it just to see her naked. Okay, I, I saw it sitting on the sink, and I was like, lock door. <laughs> I, oh Jesus! In his bathroom, like in his he, bedroom, like I like how he, I like how I had all of a sudden had a subscription. I'm like, yeah. you well, saw one Playboy, I just, it was <laughs> one time. I have, owned, one I have owned, I have owned, I think two. I've never seen a man buy a Playboy at a newsstand, so I'm assuming I have, it's a subscription. You know what? You know when I got that? I got that on a plane ride. <laughs> I remember buying you Club Magazine. <laughs> I had it's one of my favorite pictures of all time. I had. I think oh, I've owned shit. two Playboys in my life, and one was given to me by someone who signed it for portfolio. Really? It was on a movie oh. I watched and uh, or worked on, and Claudia Christian was uh, she was on the Star Trek. Mm. And when I used to work on movies, when I'd get to know people and I liked them, I'd say, hey, can you sign a headshot for me? You know, I'm kind of collecting, or take a picture with me and we'll mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, she goes, you know, I, I forgot your headshot. She goes, but one of, and I forget, one of the PAs on the shoot, had a creepy friend that was a Star Trek fan. And she goes, I'll just give you, I brought this for him, but he's really creepy. So I'll give this to you. She goes, <laughs> she goes, please don't sell it on the, I said, no, no. I said, I just like to, I'm clear. And it turned out it had the interview with Kevin Spacey about American beauty. It was right around that time and had the girls of the nice big 10 or something in it. And I was like, nice. Oh, okay. So like we were actually going through stuff and Amy was like, you got a playboy here. Why? And I said, Oh, it's, and I showed her, and I said she signed it, and I said, and I said it's got Kevin Spacey talking about American Beauty. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Playboy. No, because she was pile. like, she's like, I didn't, and I said, no, 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 it was given to me. She All signed right. it. So correction in my brain, Luke did not have a subscription to Playboy. <laughs> yeah, I, if I, I was going to get a subscription, I'd buy I something much filthier. I had a subscription to Playboy for, yeah, yeah. for like a year. You did? I did. I, yeah, I did. It was like a dollar an issue, some special, so I mm-hmm. got it because, I mean, it's basically Maxim Magazine with naked pictures. With naked it's pictures. It's the same fucking magazine, so... Uh, Playboy just announced on their website that they would no longer be featuring full nudes in their magazine. Oh no! And why? Out of business. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the funny part about the out of business thing: they started getting rid of all nude pictures on their website um, because it wasn't safe for work. So they took all those out, and you had to go to like their premium area in order to see photographs and everything, mm-hmm. and their um, their response was like 800,000 more people started going to their website. And so they're figuring that they can dovetail this into a more consumer-friendly magazine like Maxim, mm-hmm. which you can feel comfortable in buying so their readership will go up. Guys, thoughts on this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> 50 plus Are they still going to feature the nude photos on their website? I don't premium think exclusive of whatever what I am reading. There is no more nude photos. There'll be scantily clad women wearing shit. Yeah. But so I it'd mean, be more like Maxim. Like you why? Said, like why is that? That's not Playboy, right? I mean, I essentially buy magazines when I'm getting on a plane. So I, you know what? I buy like three magazines. I, I play too. I don't really. I if I was gonna buy a Playboy, it would be partially because I want to see someone naked. Now I would just buy Maxim. I mean, what's the difference? I well, mean, Maxim is more interesting. 
There's this little <laughs> thing called Google. I mean, you could just type in any celebrity. I mean, even if it's not real, you can see. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Betty White naked. The, I the bet you type that shit in right now. I bet you'll see Betty White naked. And it'll I'm be sure, her face. Yeah. Like, oh, here's Betty White giving somebody a BJ. I didn't yeah. expect it, but Photoshop. I didn't know Betty White took it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Black. Betty Brown. Be- Betty Brown. <laughs> Brown Betty. Ram a lamp. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so you guys don't give a shit about the Playboy? Not in the least. You think their business will uh, stop? Don't care. You, <laughs> you think at all? Well, I mean, the, the whole push this day, you got to get yourself people paying your subscriptions online more than print magazine, like you guys said. Who? I don't know, dude. I mean, I think, I think Luke hit it on the head originally. I think this might make them go out of business. I think it, websites one thing. But the print magazine might just die now. I mean, What's the point? isn't that where it's going anyways? I think it's I mean... irrelevant at this point anyway. I mean, you got to do something with it. I mean, you can you you said you can go online. You can go online and Google anything and find it. Mm-hmm. So people want those tasteful photos. So if like Jennifer Lawrence said all of a sudden, like, I'm going to do Playboy. I can Google Jennifer dollars. Lawrence and get and see her butthole. you can Google it and see the pictures. <laughs> but I, and she's got a nice butthole. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's no drippage on the side. It's like there's no fold. It's, it's not no fold. <laughs> I don't know what buttholes you've seen that fold <laughs> over. I've seen some Betty dirty, White, dirty porn. <laughs> oh, you mean like if they got a red sock because yeah, they've taken yeah, it in the butt like, too much? Yeah, like the sphincter starts, you know, Hanging like, out. oh, come on, man. Hey, you know, buddy. Work that shit out. There's laser surgery that can get rid of that. So, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, I was, uh, I got, I got a follow up story uh, from something me and Luke talked about and something you and me talked about. Uh, New Year's Eve douchebag came back into the bar last night. Oh, oh, again? Yeah. So this is uh, the third time now. But so he already redeemed time. himself. First time, uh, I kicked him out. Uh, he said threatened to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still went home. Second time, came in with a two. Killed you. <laughs> came in with his with his lady friend, who was a two out of ten. She was oh, she was bad. Uh, I probably got him laid that night because I was courteous and friendly, and he slipped me a hundred dollar tip. So he redeemed himself. So courteous and friendly servers get people laid. <laughs> yeah. I, that's I, your I, job. Right. I was no. being overly nice. <laughs> Let's to go them. here. How the, many people have I gotten laid? The server will be nice to me, and then we'll get <laughs> you, sex. You, you kill him with <laughs> kindness, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I got a little extra champagne sitting around." And I pour a, a little, like, two-inch pour of champagne, and she's like, "Oh, this place is amazing." And then he was, you know, like, "Oh, dude, yeah, I'm gonna hit this ugly broad," and they did probably. <laughs> Ugly, ugly. So sex. it's Ray Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit her. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Thanks for getting her drunk. Yeah. So he came back in last night. He was wearing an Andre Dawson jersey, really cool jersey from '87. That's what I remember. Um, old number eight. And he walks in, and he's with his buddy. What's that? It's Rizzo celebrating the defeat of the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> he comes in with a buddy. And they're drunk, but they're not shit-faced, you know, to the point where I can probably serve them. And I know who he is instantly, but again, he never remembers who I am. So you violated the law. You knew he was drunk. Yes, I did. I violate a law a lot of times, which is awesome. So he's like, don't forget, Jimmy did sleep in his car after leaving that bar. Yeah. He comes and he says, hey, man, me and my buddy uh, are down in the dumps because the Cubs lost. Give me the best bottle of wine you can. All right. He's like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna just drink this away. 
So I have a choice to make. <laughs> same choice you had last time. Right? I have a choice to make. Exactly. Same choice again. It's like, you can't put me in that spot. I'm like, you got to give me a budget. He's like, just pick something that's fucking awesome. I don't care what it costs. I'm like, oh, shit. So I could have gone the full tilt, but I did not. I considered it because, again, the New Year's one, and regardless of the $100 tip, he's still a fucking douchebag. Um <laughs> So, so I, how I, expensive is your most expensive wine? Then? Most expensive one when we have Cristal that usually uh, tips the scales at three sixty, uh, but the uh, the red wine, the Cabernets and whatnot, go for like three hundred plus. Some of them not not quite three sixty, but right in that spot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that, but I grabbed him a hundred dollar bottle. So I didn't go full nine, and I tell him before I open it. But as they start drinking the bottle, I notice that he keeps going outside. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope he doesn't, like, run out on the tab or anything. But he's getting stoned on the side of the the, uh, mm-hmm. the wine bar. So he's a classy individual. So I'm like, okay, now I'm not so worried about him walking out out of spite. Now I'm worried about him walking out because he doesn't, he doesn't know anything anymore. Yeah. And he starts getting aggravated with his friend because his friend keeps calling him a pedophile. <laughs> Which is like a Luke insult if I've ever seen one. Because it was so dry. He's like, well, at least I'm not a pedophile like you. And like, and he kept taking a, a sip. So I kind of correlate it to somewhere we were making fun of you for making out with What's-Her-Face back when you were 18. Mm-hmm. You know, just like jabs, little jabs, yeah. little jabs. He fucking takes off his hat. He looks at him. He's like, we're going to fucking do this right now. So this is his friend. And I was like, guys, you know, you really don't want to fight. He's like, I'm going to fuck this guy up, and I love you. <laughs> you? I love you? And he's pointing to his buddy. Oh, okay. And he's pointing to his buddy. He's going to fight his fucking friend right in front of me. And he loves him. And he loves him. So uh, I'm like, hey, His friend guys. must be under 18. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Quality. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they he keeps, like, kind of punching him hard enough in the stomach. to was like, dude, I'm going to. Stop it. I'm going to fuck you up. And I was, I was like, well, okay, how do I handle this situation? How do I stop the fight? And it's Hey, hey, before you guys start, let's settle this tab. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, Luke. <laughs> I, I, I realized the bar is open for another um, hour and 15 minutes or something like that. So I walk over to the front table that's still there. And I was like, hey, guys, here's your tab. It's last call, just so you know. Don't worry about it. And I start winking at him. He's like, oh, I got you. I go back over there. I'm like, oh, guys, I got to cash you out. And we're, we're closing up. And that, like, instantly stopped the fight. And he's like, oh, and he's fumbling for his credit card. So I don't know what happened to him after that, but at least I got paid. <laughs> so hopefully he made it home safe. But Luke did the, did the Luke thing. Closed early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're about to fucking throw down. So I don't like that, dude. And I... <laughs> I, I'm happy to say that I won't be having too many more stories like this because I will no longer be working the bar on uh, uh, such a crazy schedule, which will allow us to record a little bit more, which would be nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, this will be up before that, but if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> on October 24th, please come to Cuvée Cellars in Elmhurst. We call this the last Saturday, which will be awesome. So. Come on out, and I'll serve you drinks. You'll pay for them. It'll be fun. So. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to see if Donahue can cover me for a couple hours at the end of the night so I can... Do you think you and Enron will come so on out? As long as we can get a babysitter, we're looking. Yeah, I'll get, get a sitter. to get a babysitter right now, so... Because uh, we want to. The only bad part is I'm going to have a lot less bar stories, but... You know, That's okay. I'll still be working there we, once a week. We can make our own stories on Saturdays <laughs> instead. We can make Jonah stories. 
<laughs> like the ones we already make up. Yes. What yeah. Um, what do you guys think uh, tipping etiquette is for certain positions? Because this actually came up in a conversation at the bar. Uh, terrible segue, I know. But well, I went from bar to bar. It's okay. Bar to bar. Uh, I was looking something up because there was an argument over what you should tip a bartender and what you should tip a server, what you should tip a cab driver, and all this other shit. So I just wonder what your guys' impressions are versus what the average is. And if you want to play a little game, oh, with a, with a bartender, it kind of comes down to if you're tipping per drink or if you're running a tab. Really. And what kind of bar it is. Yeah. So let's uh, give me a Wait. second. I will. If the drinks are 12 bucks each, I'm not tipping 20% on a $12 drink. <laughs> All right. Percentage of customers who tip waiters. What do you guys think it is? But on many, average? On average. I would say 12%. No, okay. Maybe you've said the question wrong, but you go to a restaurant, you get served by a waiter. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a shitty tip or a big tip, what are the percentage of customers that tip a waiter? Like that, that actually tip, tip? That actually tip. Regardless if it's a shitty tip or not. 90%. Jonah? I'd say like 80%. 99.5% of all waiters get tipped, even if it's a bad tip. Right. I was a fucking surprised as shit. Uh, but what do you assume the average is? I'd say 12%. I'm everywhere? Average or everywhere. I was really surprised at some of these numbers. This one wasn't a surprise. I mean, I'll say 15. 15. 17 to 20% is the average tip now. See, it's hard to answer these because now yeah. you're talking like you're talking nationally. Nationally. This, this is a national number, so I don't know. United States. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about how are they let's averaging, about are they averaging out I mean. the uh, I take it, I take sales it. versus the percentage, or are you averaging out, okay, you're even though you tip 20% on this $1,000 order and you tip 10% on this $10 order, mm-hmm. they carry the same weight. I would I mean, imagine, so you don't know. I would imagine this grid is based off of credit card only because it's probably the only way you could track it as opposed to cash. People it, tend to tip more on credit cards because it's not out of pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. pocket It's easier to write a bigger tip. So what do you assume? Okay, we get waiters, 99.5% of all people tip waiters. What about restaurant delivery? So your delivery guys... How many of them? How many? People I would say probably ninety percent. Um, it's got to be lower than that, I would think. Eighty. Let's go with eighty. the shit out of me. Ninety-five percent of really? all people tip the delivery driver. I don't know if you've seen that with uh, Aurelio's drivers, but they under tip though. Yeah. So, and here's the average tippers only give two to three dollars, regardless of order. Besides yep. the order, probably three bucks. Order. Three bucks is probably your average tip. Now, this is the one that surprised me, and the reason I even looked this up, because we had a conversation at the bar about me going in to um, a Hooters and picking up food, and it was just pickup. I wasn't sitting down or anything like that, and it was like $30 worth of wings. Pay the lady, and as I'm walking out, she goes, well, that's a great tip. I didn't give her a tip. She just threw that out there. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Am I supposed to tip you? Now, you got to understand, I come from a driven job where I need to get tipped. I understand the value of tips more than anybody else. But I did all the work in this situation. It always confuses me how carry-out people people expect the same tip that a server gets. I've never seen that in my life. Very rare do my carry-out people get tipped. I'd say 
maybe at twice a, a day at a pizza place a little bit, but like at like a Hooters or a corporate place. Like I, when I used to work at Outback, mm-hmm. they expected twenty percent. Like all you're doing is putting food in a bag and handing it to somebody. That's and half the time they're not even putting the food in the bag. And they, somebody else doing it and yeah. handing them. They're basically they taking there. your money and handing the food to you. Yes, and they want they want That's the same bullshit. thing that somebody gets that runs around no, for an hour bullshit. to serve you. What do you think restaurant takeout? What is the percentage of customers who tip restaurant takeout? I, I would say I would say at a. I'm being very generous. I'll say 10%. 50. 50. It's right in the middle. 35%. And I I don't like those 35% of people because they're really <laughs> ruining everything. I generally do, but it's not like the average 15%. The is $1. Mm-hmm. $1 regardless yeah, of I, size of order. And I, I tell my employees, I'm like, it all averages out, like people that get tips. I mean, okay. sometimes you have a bad night, but I have guys that – They'll drive to the far corner of our delivery area and get a $3 tip, and then they'll go a block and a half and get a $7 tip. So I tell them, it averages out. Stop your bitching. And don't if, ever complain to a customer about their tip. No, they're not required to tip no, you. No, yeah. Makes them an asshole, but they're not. So that Hooters girl, I would have turned around, and I would have been like, I need to see your manager. Oh, yeah. Because it's not, it's not the. I don't think it's worth getting her fired. Because, you know, that would probably well, be a fireable the, I don't offense think if she fireable. yells at a customer. I, I mean, it, no she, oh, and in that kind of restaurant, that's well, fireable. Yeah, oh, yeah. She goes, that's a great tip. And she said it all snarky like that. Yeah, I imagine she'd get fired on the spot, right? Or at I least I'd like the warning to get no, fired. If you're in yeah. a corporate restaurant like that, and especially if you're just a, a, the, the phone girl or like something, handing that out that hasn't been there very long. Yeah, I don't know why. You should tell. Maybe they want to get rid of her. Maybe she never know. So bartenders, uh, on average, ninety eight percent of all people tip out bartenders. But uh, well, you said those numbers are skewed if it's just coming from credit cards. Because how many people are paying cash for drinks? I mean, you just put money down. And I used to go. I used to go out to dinner with a couple out in L A. And we used to go pretty regularly. And they both made substantially more money than I did. Mm -hmm. Um. They were higher ups. Attitude. They were higher ups at Universal, <laughs> and uh, nice people made made good money. But we would get a bill. We'd go to like a Mexican restaurant, and it would be, you know, say we had a hundred dollar bill, right? And twenty of it was booze, just for example. Mm-hmm. And it was usually more than this. And they would tip fifteen percent on the food and throw like a dollar in for the booze. And I always had to over tip. To match for that. Hate that. And he used to piss me off because I'm like, you mother. But then again, they came to my first wedding and they stiffed us. So (laughs) (laughs) I went, all right. There's, you know, par for the course at that point, right? Yeah. What do you think the average tip is for that bartender who gets tipped out 98% of the time? Bucket drink. Bucket drink is the standard. I've been saying that forever. However, if somebody's got a tab running, what do you think the average tip is then? 18%. Yeah. Pretty close. 20%. Yeah. So. It's funny that the the tab, the tab changes everything. Yeah. yeah. If you put a credit card, you. But again, really... that's on a credit card. Yeah. You, you're. It's more apt to give more. And I used to talk to my dad. My the dad. Really used... lesson is is buy a drink at a time, and you will actually spend less money, if you're going to a bar, and the bartender huh. will still appreciate that one buck a drink. They really will. I've always appreciated. Somebody... If you're getting a beer I for two fifty and giving them a buck, that's more than twenty percent. So I mean, but it... you're just doing two fifty beers you or know, something. Get I, the tab and yeah, save if yourself. You're doing the cheap, save if money. you're doing Grey Goose or something like that, and you're going to some place that's charging you like ten, eleven dollars for it. Yeah, yeah. You imagine the dollar is actually going to save you more money in the long run. But yeah, no, I, my dad, my dad used to tip. It was funny, and I think I've told you this story. We were at a restaurant and the. 
the Go server on. got kind of snarky with him, and um, he's like, well, she walked away. He goes, there goes her tip. I go, and I was a kid, and I'm like, you're not going to tip her? He goes, well, no, I'll tip her the 15%, but nothing more. <laughs> you know, you know, and yeah. it was kind of funny, but then as I got older and I was serving, and I told him, and I, I'd like throw another dollar on and he's like, well, that's, you know, such and such, and I'd be like, you don't realize. I go, what does a dollar mean to you? But always said an that. extra dollar, if that. everyone gave an extra dollar on every table, yeah. you make the server's night because they mm-hmm. make, you know, hey, 15 more dollars than yep. they would have. And that's it's 15 bucks. But that is the difference between them having a good night or an average night. Absolutely. And from that point yeah. on, he told me, he goes, I you know, I always throw in, I look at what I would tip them and then I throw an extra buck on just to kind of tip the scale a little bit. Well, let's. uh continue down the line what about the barista at starbucks how many people what's the percentage of people that tip out the guys at starbucks so it's 99.5 percent for a restaurant why do they wait hang on why are they at a fucking barista they're a barista they're a fucking coffee maker okay (laughs) you stand back there and you push a button on a machine and it makes your coffee they're coffee tenders (laughs) a barista a barista i'm gonna have a venti for my barista 60%. 60%. I, st- I still will not say venti or whatever the fuck. I always say large. I say if large. I and what, what do you mean venti? No, the largest one you have. That's the, the one big, The big one. The big, the big one. The... <laughs> so I want the big fucking coffee. <laughs> 60%. Jonah nails it right on the head. That it is. 60%. But again, it's just I never got even like a buck. Per... You never even let me answer. Uh, I'm sorry. 60%. <laughs> Cab drivers. What percentage of people tip out cab drivers? Sometimes it's forced, so you don't really have a choice in it. So let's not include those guys. But if you had the opportunity oh, to I'd say eighty-five percent, yeah, I'd say up like ninety something, ninety percent on the head. But I, I, I tip my coffee or like my subway person the change. Okay, you just you have change back, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it was eleven fifty, and I go okay. Here's your fifty cents. Mm-hmm. What do you think the average tip on that taxi drive is though? Five bucks. No, no, no. Let's uh, say percentage wise. Percentage, ten. Yeah, probably 10. It is 10. I give people correlate travel as less than drinks. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I, I tip, I will tip more based on the effort when I see the, not like, oh, I think you're trying hard. Mm-hmm. It's a server has to take your order, ring in the order, get the food, time out your stuff, mm-hmm. check back, f- refill your drinks. <clears throat> a bartender gives you a drink. Okay. A uh, cab driver is driving anyway. He's you know what I mean? A service, yeah. You know, like uh, baggage handlers. At airport, when we check in, and I, you know, the outside, and I'll be like, that one's not on the if list. If I have heavy what you, bags, what do you tip uh, a baggage guy at the airport? Well, it depends. On, it depends on what I have. Okay. Um, if like when I get to this was if, a when I get episode, I when I get to Midway and it's Southwest, and you know, I'll, I'll check in, and if I have like one bag, mm-hmm. I'll give them. If I have a five, I'll slip them a five, even though I think I've that's pretty heavy. Five per bag. No, um, I don't. I won't bag. go a five per bag. Probably. I mean, if I got like three bags, I'll give them ten bucks. Okay, yeah, or it, it Amy, averages out. I mean, yeah. you got to travel with Amy because I have to put her fucking, I have to put her suitcase on a scale to make sure we're not going to get overcharged. It's fifty five pounds. We, so we uh, got to start unloading so shit. We have two I, bags. If I know he's got, you're a, not taking this shoe. If I know he's got to lug Amy's fucking, uh, you throw one shoe on the curb. When Amy packs her dresser, and I know the guy's got to lug it, I'll tip him more. But I, she doesn't listen I to generally try to travel without a check in. So if it's just me. Mm-hmm. I pack one bag and I carry it on. All right. The person, your uh, barbershop or your salon, your stylist, what I, do they usually get tipped? 
percentage wise on your tab? I, I don't really look at percentage wise. It's a matter of if I like if I just get the haircut, I think I give her like four or five bucks. But if I get like the hair washing and the massage and the hot towel, Ooh, the hot towel treatment, yeah, then I'll give her a couple ending. extra too. I am not allowed to tip my hair. Person. You don't even pay for your you haircuts. Not allowed to tip them. I trade food for. All right, and she's—I mean, she's there a. Ain't much to she go has become, here, but she she <laughs> she buzzes me, and she'll she'll turn my eyebrows, and then she she'll like take the conditioner. The eyebrows. She has like this sandy her. conditioner, and she like exfoliates my head. And, nice. Uh, but early on, when she she actually came up with, you know, we could trade food for haircuts, and we used to try to keep track, and that we've become friends, and it's kind of like if you need food, call me and don't abuse it, and I'm not going to come in twice a week for a haircut. Um, she's like she's not worried about. Um, no, she does. She works. Yeah, you gotta hard. get that cut a lot to keep it smooth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so but I tried to tip her, and she's like, "No, no, we're trading." And I said, "No, no, we're trading the service. Here's your tip." No, 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 no. She, she wouldn't let, and she doesn't. Right. She doesn't charge my nephew, but lets him tip her because he's not trading the food. But you know, it got to the point where she wouldn't, and I said, "Fine, I'll stop trying to tip you." Um. So I can't really. Can't relate to it, but I do listen to her stories about people that don't tip or tip. You know, this guy's greasy hair and he's got long hair and he wants me to do this and this, and then it's he'll give me a buck, and it's like then they get pissed. Oh, if you guys want to take a guess on the percentage wise of how much the how much the average tip based on the the final bill 15 20 percent, 25 to 30 percent for a hairstylist. It gets skewed in favor, and maybe it's because of the services. But you think about um. A woman's hairstylist. Oh yeah, they're getting a lot more service done, and they're doing more stuff. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Too, so. so that that. I mean, for a guy's haircut, you're leaving. I yeah, you're leaving twenty percent, like four bucks for a for a twenty dollar cut or something. I give her, I give her twenty bucks every time. What about the happy ending? Is that extra? Well, that's what twenty bucks is for. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> tip. I give her five if she does a prostate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring any more. Bullshit topics for you guys. Uh, you this guys is your anything? job. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got them all. I, you asked me to bring a topic, and the only one that I had thought of that I had thought about this week was the. Uh, it's political, and it's, it's just, we are a political <clears throat> show. We don't Iran, <laughs> Iran tested a medium-range ballistic missile this week. What you did? What Iran test-fired a medium-range ballistic missile. How does one get the opportunity to do that, and what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Iran tested a missile this week that can carry a nuclear warhead. All right. Pause it right there. I'm going to get some more beers because I imagine I'm going to be listening to this. And pee. Pee break. Who's in? Beer? Beer? What? Pee break? Who's in? Everybody, go to the bathroom. We're going to use the tub. Yeah, sure. Do I want a beer? Would you like some oxygen? I just have I, my my fantasy interest is dipped this year, and I can't tell if I'm just getting bored with fantasy or if it's because the Cubs are in it and I'm paying attention. <laughs> you have something more important to pay attention <laughs> but to. But last year, my fan interest, and what's killing me is if you look at my LA team on paper, like even Gilbert messaged me, he's like, "Your team's fucking good." Mm-hmm. And I'm two and three, and I and I'm not scoring points. Yeah. And I look at the team, and you're like, "This yeah. team should How's be fucking," happening? you know. And then my at one point, I, I started zero and two in L.A. and two and zero in my in Aurelio's league. And I'm like, my Aurelio's league should not be two and zero. 
What's my team in a really awesome shit? And it's three and two right now. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm three and two now, and I'm like, but my LA league, I'm two and three, and I'm like, are you looking? I mean, are you? I'll read you the team, and you know, keep in mind that this was before Charles got hurt. But I'll bring it up really quick. Another Nick here. Well, we're not really on the air, are we? I mean, no. I'm sure he'll 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 probably keep all this. Yeah, <laughs> like put this in the opening. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Here's my my. I'll just read it down top to bottom. Teddy Bridgewater, Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Jamal Charles, Demarco Murray, Isaiah Crowell. So three starting backs and Niall Davis, who is handcuffed to Jamal Charles. So now it's starting. Um, Tavon Austin, who I picked up off waivers. AJ Green, James Jones. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Marcus Wheaton, Tyler Eifert, Travis Kelsey, Adam Vinatieri, Greg Zerline, Giants defense, Texans defense. Now, on paper, you look at that team. Texans had the number one defense last year. Mm-hmm. They have scored me three fantasy points. I just dropped them in one of my leagues. It, my they're Yahoo. awful. They're awful. They get smoked every yeah. game. Dropped them in my Yahoo. I, I look can... at that on paper, and I'm like, I should be lighting shit up. Mm-hmm. Peyton's had Peyton's done nothing. Yeah, he's had like a good week and then a nothing week and then a good week and then a nothing week. He had like one good week. <laughs> every oh, yeah, every two. week I have Carson Palmer and I have Peyton Manning. I'm like, I got to play Peyton. It's Peyton. And every week Carson Palmer outscores him by three, five points. I mean, like not like not just by like one point or something. Well, Peyton, I mean, he said he's won. He won me the one week. He lit up the Chiefs and that won me a game. But I look at this it. on paper and I drafted Manning in like. It's like the first time I've ever seen him not franchised. Mm-hmm. And I got to like the second round, and I'm like, I'll take Peyton Manning. You know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Even on a down year, he's going to be better than most quarterbacks. But I look at this, and I'm like, how am I two and three? I don't get it. I look at, I get, you know, I get beat by like a terrible player. Hey, buddy. Kevin. Thanks, Thank buddy. you for bringing back my girl cup. <laughs> it's a very pretty it's cup. Dainty like you. It's old. It's older than you. I feel like there should be tea in there. I forgot to tell you guys something. Um, You're gay? I, I, well, besides that, I'm coming out right here. We all knew that sure. already. Uh, last year I mentioned how... Don't you find humor in people that come oh, out and they come out and they're like, I'm coming out, I'm gay. And you're like, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't need to come out. Sorry, Bobby. And we'll save that We'll save that for the Jonah story. I'll slice, I'll slice that up. <laughs> that, go to you, Cheddar. You were, that was a story that involved Jonah. I was there. I mean, <laughs> it, was it wasn't about me, but that was one of the funniest things ever because it was like, yes, you are. <laughs> and yeah. then like, oh, we, he was dating I've a guy before this, life. and then was dating a guy after. But he was, I'm not gay. <laughs> um, I was running the marathon last Sunday, and last year there was a guy handing out deep dish lasagna, like the big pan. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, ricotta cheese. So I didn't see anything like that. One I saw this year, and I don't know if Nick Simon ran it too. I don't know if he could attest to it. There's a guy who had a pan, it's like one of those rectangular pans, full of Chicago-style hot dogs with all the trimmings <laughs> on it. And nobody took the lasagna last year. People like were throwing up when they saw people it. People were oh, grabbing at the hot people dogs. People were actually eating the hot dogs. They were like, fuck it, I'm already losing. And they just went to the side, and they started just wailing. <laughs> he stopped running. Yeah, they stopped running. I was walking at this point. I was dying half that race. So, But Chicago-style hot dogs, so if you... Spend one hundred eighty-five dollars and win a lottery. You can go have a. Free I know outfit. that. I know that. A marathon is a difficult thing to do, yeah. but how are you not just destroying it at this point? 
I'm actually getting worse as time goes on. Now well, I guess it's age. You know, age is a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. and um, it really is the work hours. I'm like 75 to 82 hours it's a week. It's wiping out your training. It, well, my training was, as much as I ran for my training, it it wasn't helpful at all. The only thing it managed to do is keep me on my feet, and everything's been hurting. I've been injured the entire training thing. And we were talking about you uh, like last episode. And how you've been yelled at by your doctor because you've been doing too much. Too much, yeah. He claims. <laughs> I wasn't running. Like I, I did try running a little bit. But, I mean, I'm talking like a quarter of a mile, then take a break for a mile, then run a quarter of a mile. And Any chance you can, can do that? Sure. At this Aaron point, not right now. talking about it. Which... Aaron's been training a little bit at, at work, which is cool. Um, I'm not at work at the gym. I love it. I love running. I've, I've been trying, and I just it, – it, I can still feel it every time I hit my foot hits, hits the ground. I can feel the, the, the joint. Nice. Huh? That sucks. Yeah. I said I tried running one night just because I was like, I need to start getting. So I went for a run, which I hate, and it's I, stupid. I ran with you. And it hurt my, it hurt my, I re, I, after about half the run, my back, every time my foot hit the pavement, I felt it in my mm-hmm. back, and it was like, wow. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, um, can either of you guys even run, like, even if you wanted to? No. You can't do it because of your, your surgery and your foot, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's done. I can run short distances on softer ground, which means I can play the softball, which is what I kind of re- relate to your marathon thing is I'm deteriorating. Yeah, And it pisses me off. It makes me so fucking Because mad. I used to play on a team that was in the A-League in L.A. year-round, and we would win the championship. And I played third base and batted third. And now... I can't play third because I can't see the ball as well, and I can't bend over as quick. For sure. And my body, I play the outfield, and I'm running, and it hurts. And, my, my you know, I hurt when I swing, and it's like – Every, it, every nagging thing just keeps and coming I'm, up. You know, and I'll play on these teams with, like, these 22-year-old guys that are crushing the ball, and I'm like, God damn, I used to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, or sna- snagging a freaking backhand shot down the line at third and throwing the guy out, and I'm like, that used to be me. And now I'm – I'm the slow guy that they <laughs> shove in right field on the good team because I'm, you know, or at first base because I can't move. Yeah, the uh, the inevitable conclusion to this story is me having to not do that anymore, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm scared at the most. I I mean, way back in, like, episode six or seven, it was right after your surgery, you were going off about the steroid use. And it's one thing that's always rung with me when we were doing this, and you were just saying, like, your one wish is to just keep playing softball. Yeah. Like how much it would just be awful to not play softball. Yeah. Like to these go guys out are playing on... a game, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're ruining it for everybody, and you just want to fucking play a game. I just want to play. That's what the running is for me. It's like playing a fucking fun game. It's so much fun when I'm out there. The people are awesome, and then you realize that, ah, fuck, you can't even do it anymore. So, yeah, yeah that clock's coming it's, down. Yeah, it, it's, it's, and it suck. It's not even the getting old thing. It's just the fact that I look back at how much fun it used to be to go into, a, like, a tournament. <laughs> and we were the the team to be feared. And we would go in, and we would fucking, you know, and now you're rattle off, team. like, eight, nine hits in a row. <laughs> and I was our third hitter. You're the team and that I other teams fucking, are looking forward to playing. They like, ah, oh, there they come. It was great because they used to shift. And I'd hit it to right center, and then they'd shift that way, and I'd hit it to left center, and then they'd shift, and I'd hit it down the right. And it used to piss teams off, and they we used to keep batting titles. We'd all throw in five bucks yeah, or our team. And at the end of the season, we'd say, all right, who won the batting title? And it would always be me battling with someone different. And I, you know, and it, we, it, 
I was like, yeah, and it was easy and it was fun. And mm -hmm. I'd go in and I'd be like, we're going to have a good time tonight. We'd drink before, and me and Joe would go get shit hammered. And, and you'd play and shortstop. And you still perform. And I'd play third, and we'd be snagging shit and throwing and giggling and, you know, we'd be, he's so drunk, he. Somebody's got to get started on those fucking youth serum and it, real now quick. It's, now it's like I'm, I can't drink before, really, and I, I get out there and I hurt, and I'm driving home, and I'm like, man. Well, let me ask you this. Do you find yourself disliking younger, more youthful people as you get old. <laughs> like, People that have the ability, don't you get... Uh, oh, I thought you might, I, I, I'm becoming like the old man, like, stupid kid, shut yeah, up. Yeah, like, or, like, like, man, you fuck Jealous of no, them. No, 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 no. There I want to okay, play with them because they elevate my game. I try There harder. was a guy who was probably my age, too, which makes me even angrier, wearing a Tom Brady jersey, making some deflate ball joke. He was juggling three goddamn footballs as he ran the marathon. Oh, shit. Non-stop. This is an actual thing. They're called jogglers. I looked this shit up. People what? that jog fucking marathons. Wait, is that how you're saying jog now? Jog? Jog, jog. <laughs> it's off J. He said people that jog. Jog. Jogglers. I think it's jogging. Jogglers. That's a fucking thing. Because they're runners and jogglers. Jogglers. Wait, they're, they're... they jog while they run. Juggle. Yeah, juggle. Jog? Juggle. Jog and juggle. A jog is a jog run. and juggle. I'll so fix this. Jogglers. Yes, exactly. I don't know there what you, I was saying. You, you, you <laughs> developed some. You became Madonna and changed your fucking hair. They jog while they run. They jog <laughs> while they run. In a British accent, the rest of the show. <laughs> and that wasn't British. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't British. That might that be was, that was, that was kind of Scottish there. No, I'm not very good at Scottish. I can do the British. You're not very good at any accent. You're not good at your face. Shut up or I'll punch you. <laughs> Joggler. You like that? Yeah. You guys want to play some reboot? Uh, I know Luke does. He was really excited. He told me. He loves, this, he loves this segment. I don't care if Luke doesn't like the segment. He gets into it once we start. He always hates it at the beginning. No. You got to rev him up a little bit, and then he likes the finish. Because <laughs> he always picks DJ Qualls. All right. Caddyshack is a movie we all enjoy and we love. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of time before it's ruined by Hollywood. So we're going to play a game called Reboot, where we take the actors of movies that we enjoy and we replace them with current celebrities to make a movie that is brand new and for today's age and today's kids. I wouldn't change the plot of Caddyshack at all. I wouldn't set the you know the area somewhere different. Still be Bushwood, but I would change uh, all the actors to current celebrities that are alive. Nobody fantasy. <clears throat> First person I got. As Chevy Chase was playing Ty Webb, mm -hmm. I picked Ryan Reynolds for an accurate Chevy Chase clone. Any thoughts? No. <laughs> you play along. Well, I end the show right here. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. All right, good night, everybody. Yeah, Go a, get it. I'll take. I'll take. All right, I'll take ass. Ben Affleck. You would. <laughs> Jonah also selects Ben Affleck. No, I put. Let's move on. I put Paul Rudd. You actually did some homework. I did. Look at this shit. I did. I did this. Yeah, Paul for Rudd's you. good. I like Paul. That I like Paul Rudd better than mine. That's All right. Awesome. So Paul Rudd is our our group. Uh, I think Paul Rudd is the, the group selection. Yeah. All right. We had Rodney Dangerfield as Al Chervik. Chervik? How do you pronounce it? Either way. Yeah. Uh, it was very difficult for me to cast this role because you needed somebody that could do the one-liners as good, mm -hmm. and I had to go to the well of stand-up comedians. I went with David Tell. I think he could pull off the fucking zinger. David Tell's pretty good. Rodney Dangerfield. But I couldn't mm -hmm. think of anybody else. I Louis C.K. I was like, oh, a fat guy like, you know. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. would be good. I went a different one. I went with Will Ferrell. 
All right. See, then that's a completely different mold yeah. for the role. But like, I Dave thought he would, could... he would look. He would do. He would do a good job with it. But I'm sticking with Dave. I don't think Will would be. I'm sticking with Louie. No consensus. I'd go with between the two of those. I'd go with Louis C.K. <laughs> All right, Louis, Louis C.K. wins. C.K. consensus. All right, we have Ted Knight is Judge Smales. Oh, I picked Michael Shannon. This was tough. I have three. General Zod. I couldn't. I couldn't decide. <laughs> I but, think he would be fucking awesome at a comedy role. Michael Shannon is the best at everything. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't he? Because Smales. I mean, picture that letter he wrote or read about the sorority. That was great. Uh, yeah. Last year when they... Delta he, Gammas. Delta Gammas, and he read the sorority letter. I just picture him as Judge Schmelz for some reason. He could pull off the fucking... Well, we're waiting. And that face. Who do you have? Yeah. Well, I have three. Like I said, I have... Um, this first one I came up with, John Stewart, and I was like, man, I don't know. Nah, so then I was man. looking around. I thought maybe Michael Keaton. Nah, he's not funny. Michael I, yeah, Keaton's I, I, not funny? Not Michael Keaton's funny. He's still he's funny. Yeah. He's still funny. <laughs> Luke's a Nick. And then just be, just because he, Steve Carell. I mean, he doesn't have the look for me, but he has the comedy. He is very funny. for the character, but it's not the look. I think you could pull it off. I'm sticking with Michael Shannon as the serious actor. So I have to decide between Michael Shannon and Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. We all like Steve Carell, so. Um, but I think Michael Shannon does. Because you got a heart on for Michael Shannon. I do have a dude. He's fucking. Awesome. I love Michael Shannon, but I gotta go with Steve Carell. Steve Carell. All right, we have Michael O'Keefe as Danny Noonan. DJ Qualls. <laughs> I picked uh, Andy Sandberg. Sandberg. I went with Michael Sarah. See, I was. I already picked him for another movie. He's too smarmy. DJ Qualls. <laughs> DJ Qualls. <laughs> well, he had to fit somewhere in. DJ Qualls as the shark. Uh, <laughs> we got a consensus here. DJ Qualls. You want DJ, DJ Qualls? He's got to be in there, so you might as well put him in somewhere. DJ Qualls. All right. We're getting down to the legendary Bill Murray as Carl Spackler. I picked Will Ferrell for his role. Did you? I did, because Will Ferrell plays dirty pretty well. You can see yeah, him yeah. in the scummy role and masturbating to women putting on a green. <laughs> Trying to kill a gopher. I don't think he'd be as good as Bill Murray, though. I no. I don't think there's anybody you can cast in this role that Jonah? would be. I got uh, Zach Galifianakis. That's a nice one. That's a nice pull. But you know what? I'm casting Bill Murray. <laughs> he's alive he's alive he can play the part at that age yeah. bill murray you don't fix greatness all right we got sarah holcomb as maggie o'hooligan amy adams if i have unlimited mm. budget i think she could pull that fucking shit off tie her hair black cut it short Say no, you don't, Jonah. No, you no. no, you don't. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all, <laughs> That's all I need. That's yeah. I actually, I did not. Put, I didn't know how deep yeah, we were going. Put, yeah, I put some deep cuts in here. I am putting Maggie a, as DJ Qual. DJ Qual. <laughs> DJ Qual. Um, uh, Kristen Wiig. She could pull off the accent. She's fucking funny as shit. I don't see why not. Sure. I just want to hear or, something not late for being pregnant. <laughs> Scott. Columbia as Tony D'Annunzio. Okay. Ben Affleck. Limited budget? I went Leonardo DiCaprio. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Sticking with it. <laughs> to be a bit roll, smoke cigarettes, and want to fight. Um, with DiCaprio. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> He's only got like 12 lines, really, in the movie. <laughs> you blew your wad on DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. It. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it. 
Everyone will come see this movie. That's fine. DiCaprio's Paisan. He's all good. Jonah, anybody? I told you, Ben Affleck. Then you get Casey to play his little brother. <laughs> um, yeah. Yo, oh, Angie, geez. pick up that blood. <laughs> that would work. That's fine. Right, well, I, go in, I go in. Affleck, I go in Affleck, Affleck and yeah, Casey yeah, Affleck. You got it. There you go. Jonah wins. Cindy Morgan is Lacey Underall. I want Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, because I just really want to see Scarlett Johansson's boobies get licked on screen. All right, I went a little different. I went because I was looking. I was trying to find somebody that kind of looks like her too. Oh, with Margot Robbie. Oh, I would. I would. Not, I would be okay with that. Just no problem. Spank bank is full. I don't know who that is. Uh, she was the blonde in Wolf of Wall Street, the one that comes. Oh, okay. I just saw her. She was in. Um... She's also Harley Quinn in the upcoming. Yeah. Suicide we just Squad. watched a movie called About Time. She was in, which is a good movie, by the way. Really was like. But can I watch it with the volume down? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I like I like Marco Robbie, or Margot Robbie. Um, Roby, I think. Yeah. See, yeah. Ab- see yeah. about time. Okay. Um, I thought it was going to be like a sort of goofy guy who can travel back in time trying to get the girl thing, but it really was a cool father-son relationship uh, movie, too. And I really brought a tear to my eye, so good. All About right. time. We've got some deep cuts in the About cast. Time. Dr. Beeper. Ah, okay. you, the no, gopher. No. The gopher, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is a gopher. <laughs> it's a gopher. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Lawrence is the Though gopher. he'll have to wear lifts. Oh, damn! <laughs> No, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Martin Lawrence will never be cast in anything ever. Will Ferrell's trying to kill me with a bomb. <laughs> you make it Porterhouse. <laughs> Porterhouse. I have Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just want to hit him. <laughs> I'd make Zach Galifianakis Porterhouse <laughs> in blackface. <laughs> No, no, not no, oh, no, no. I'm not thinking. I'm thinking of. Uh, I was like, no, I'm thinking of. Um, that role won't really fit. Spalding. I was thinking of Spalding. Spalding, Spalding, Spalding. is that Gal Galifianakis. Spalding would be a fantastic. Porterhouse is Morgan Freeman. Because <laughs> he has to be in every movie. Oh, who did I have for fucking Spalding? We're gonna do Spalding real quick. Um. I had Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. I don't know his name, so it's a, the, the that really tall, blonde, or balding guy. You mean that really good actor? I don't know his to name. play the Big Bang Theory guy on Caddyshack. He's he plays like <laughs> somebody with Os- uh, it was Aspergers or something like that on that show. He's got like the really he's like the main one. one that everybody laughs at, right? The, the Sheldon, character. the really funny, yeah. really smart. I've guy. seen the show like five times, and I was like, That's he's one of those came out as gay when you went. Yep, yep. We, we he was uh, he 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 sang on. Um, Muppet movie. Yes, that's the one. Am I a man or a Muppet? That guy. Uh, I did this one for uh, Luke. Lou Loomis. You know, the guy, Bill Murray's brother. Uh, Lou. I got him as Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to see him with a mustache, Spacey too. can play any part, so <laughs> Spacey. Angie, pick up that blood. All right. You, Casey Affleck, pick up that <laughs> blood. And uh, the last one I have. Um, but that is... was a gr- Angie was a girl. Was it? Yeah. Remember, it takes off his cap at the swimming thing, and it's a girl. Yeah, I could play a girl. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> uh, for Mrs. Smells, I had Betty White, because I just want to see her make out with Michael Shannon. Because <laughs> <laughs> they make out in the movie? Yeah, they're dancing on the dance Betty White's floor. awesome, but Michael Shannon's not in it. I think they... I've already decided. Uh, wait, <laughs> who's, playing, who's playing Smells again? I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carell. All right. Any additions here? Did I miss a character? Nah, I think you went pretty uh, deep with it. Uh, the bishop, I put Patrick Stewart, though. <laughs> I like Patrick Stewart. Rat Fox! 
Yeah. Why in the hell would you ask for ranch dressing? <laughs> All right. Um, time for some Dr. Luke. We only got one question today. All right, let me get my diploma. Whoop, whoop. Dr. Luke is a segment where I ask Dr. Luke questions I find on the internet. And he says a lot of crazy shit. It's pretty awesome. Dr. Luke! Deep. How old should my daughter be for me to allow her on her first unchaperoned date? There's 30, a lot of 35. feedback on this one. And me and Jonah are unfortunately <laughs> fathers with daughters. 35, <laughs> so at Luke least. Luke is going to be like 10. <laughs> um, it's not an age. It's a year in school, sophomore year. So that's 14-ish, I give or take. No, it's like 15, 16 at this point. They start they start kindergarten at like 9 now. So What? <laughs> Jonah, you're, you're you're part of the educational field. What seriously? And have a daughter. It's, what's sophomore? When can Jeff take out your daughter? <laughs> Doctor Luke, I've reached. I changed the question, Doctor Luke. It's when can Jeff Segrosi date? <laughs> Is it when will he or when can he? Awesome. No, I guess Jimmy shows has... up at your house to pick up your daughter. <laughs> How old is she? <laughs> And does he have the thin mustache? <laughs> the answer to the second question is yes. The answer to the question is Stephen Michael Barda. <laughs> Serial killer. Three names. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> um, when, when, you got when can any real Emmy answers date to this one? on a real date? All right. Oh, I don't. I can't answer that yet. I mean, she's. Ni- no, 19 months. I mean, like. And you can edit that so that he says 19 months is when she can go out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound so weird. 19 right. months. When does you get to go out on a date unchaperoned? <sighs> well, I'm trying to think of me as a guy. The first time I went on a date with anybody that was a date, unfortunately, we had people like drop us off. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I couldn't drive. And I think I was 14 years old. I was at a mixer. At St. Joe's. It wasn't even St. Joe's. It was like some uh, school in Elmhurst. Okay. And the girl was 14 years old. And we weren't chaperoned except for the teachers there. So I'd say 14 is a... Well, it's still chaperoned. You were dropped off by parents. You were picked up by parents. When, the whole time you the were there, to, like, there was teachers you know, around. When can I mean, a gentleman caller come to the house, new, new license, up. pick up your daughter and take her out to... Well, when she's 14, she's not dating a 16-year-old, so... 14 is what I was... Like, the mixer age. Yeah, you're you're not going out. He's not driving you around. But if if she's old enough to drive and the boyfriend's old enough to drive, that's tough. It comes down to who the guy... Because you hopefully you're going to meet the guy before she goes out on the date, too, at that younger age. If I had to just throw a number there, I'd say 16. But it really does come down to the dude. I would want to fucking... Clinical answer is sophomore year. Vet somebody. Prepare first. yourself, boys. <laughs> you heard the episode a couple weeks back when I talked about your daughters at college. Oh yeah, we have some uh, listeners to the show that are at college right now, and they're having good times. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Right, everyone but your daughter. Yes, my daughter's clean, and she always will be because she's going to be here till she's forty. <laughs> <laughs> it was the cutest thing. She says, "Mom and Dad, I don't want to go to college." And I was like, "That's awesome because you know, expensive." 
And I was like, why don't you want to go, honey? And she goes, because I want to stay with you guys. And I was like, oh, 16-year-old you is going to be such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be recording everything she says. I love six-year-old you right you now. This? You're so sweet right now. Oh, you're going to hate me sooner or later. Uh, so yeah. I, I got nothing else for the show. I don't know. The Jonah story you were going to tell. Uh, uh, was I going to tell yeah, you were going to splice out what we said earlier about cheddars. Oh yeah, put yeah. It at the end, it's not really a Jonah story. It's just it's it's you we were, were there, there, I was there. So I think this fits in along the lines of the style of stories. We we have a friend named Bobby. Was this Joseph? Huh? This yeah. was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor. Dream no, 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 this was Candy. Bye bye, Birdie. No, no, definitely not bye bye, we Birdie. Were, I wasn't we weren't around. in bye bye. It I wasn't tied in, in though to bye bye, Birdie because he was around for that. I will give you the tie in. Okay, all right. all right. Let me give you the tie in. So you, you understand the – he was dating a guy. Okay, he was dating somebody. Yeah. All right. And the guy broke up with him. And I just want to point this out. I've seen Bobby a few times. Great guy. Awesome dude. So we're not mocking him or anything like I'm that. I'm mocking so, him. Right. <laughs> um, he had a point where he had to sing, and I don't remember the song or what it was about, but he kept accidentally – he was supposed to say the guy's – a name of a guy – and he accidentally, like three of the six shows, said the guy's name that he was dating. And you don't Ooh. know it. You don't, because he wasn't, he was in a song. He, he's not saying it to somebody, but he actually said the guy's name mm-hmm. that had brought. And I'm like, why does he keep saying that name? Someone's like, that's his boyfriend that broke up with him. And so go on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so and this does out. tie he, into he, the, the was, Kristen yeah. Breakers. Uh, Oh, she's involved situation. in the story. Yeah. You know, anyway, uh, we're doing Joseph of the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at Lewis University. This is like 1998. Yes. Yeah, summer, summer of 98. 98. Summer of 98. Wow, it's fucking forever ago. Um, we have a full ensemble cast. So there are probably 40 people in the a show. A lot of people. Plus kids. I mean, it was... Or that's With the kids, the kids, it was yeah, like 40. It's yeah. a ridiculous amount of With people. With the kids, Jonah was dating 40. <laughs> we, we, we liked... <laughs> We, we've we've mentioned this on the show before. I didn't get a nice Jonah, nice. <laughs> Jonah was eighteen at the time. Eighteen, yes, eighteen at the time. And you happened to be making out with a girl that was Nick's universal 15. word for sex, making out. No, they no, there was out. there was no sex at that point. Just it, just just making out. But she was fifteen or sixteen. Fifteen. Do we make it sixteen for the make the story sound better? Nope. Uh, <laughs> fifteen or sixteen. I mean, it was just a couple years apart. And yeah. of course, all of us. Are like, ah, you know, it's funny to us, but that has nothing to do with the story. I just wanted to say that. Yes. <laughs> that makes it a Jonah story. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I wanted to make out with her too. Yeah, she was. She a lot was, of people did. She was mm-hmm. really, really cute. Um, Bobby was, uh, I think he was seeing one of the other guys in the show. Uh, people insinuated that those two were dating or at least were good friends with benefits or whatever like that. So Bobby, in order to prove himself as not being what people thought he was, started hitting on our friend Kristen. He joined the Kristen Breakers. Let me tell you, I'm going to hang out with you and not train. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, during this show, we had lots and lots of parties. I mean, this was this was a fantastic summer. It was just like a party after every fucking thing. It Mm -hmm. was awesome. Like no matter what, there was always something to do at night. And so this progressed as the show was going on. Bobby would hang out a little bit more with Kristen. Bobby would hang out a little bit more with Kristen. And I want to say it was the preview night. Um where him and her 
are sitting in the back patio area of Lewis University, and I believe he is starting to kiss her. All right? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember this for, like, exact detail, but I think they were, like, behind a tree or something like that, and he's trying to get a kiss or something like that. But he was doing it in a way so people would see him. So, like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And so a lot of us are like, come on, dude. You know, you don't you don't have to prove anything. And needless to say, <clears throat> we kind of dismiss it, and we go back to, I believe it was your dorm room at Lewis because you were staying there yeah. during summer. And we were all drinking in your room. And I believe the conversation went something like this. And Brennan was there. Man, did you see Bobby with Kristen? Like, man, I, I, I thought he was gay. And everyone's like, oh, dude, that's such a front. You know he's gay. And it's just going back and forth like a bunch of guys talking around. Like, mm-hmm. dude, fucking Bobby blows pole. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He was kissing Kristen. No, he's definitely not gay. What we did not know is that Bobby is in the hallway. <laughs> what we did not know is that Kristen had a penis for a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby is in the hallway overhearing this conversation. Of all of us being basically fucking alpha male jackass, because you know, mm. just talking about him like he's not in the fucking. He busts in the door, and he shouts, "Newsflash, everybody!" And I have to do it with this voice. <laughs> the voice he used. It's not his voice. Yeah, it's like Newsflash, everybody! There you go. I'm not gay. And he leaves and slams the door, and without fucking missing a beat, Brendan goes, "That was the gayest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the dryness of Brendan's line yeah. was fucking. And then all of that's why Brendan like, and I get along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turns out Bobby was gay. Uh, yeah. He was you know, just a you know. Checker. I understand. It was a different time in 1998, 2015. That show was taking place right now in their <laughs> summer staff. He'd have been like, "Yes, I love Dick." Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's people in the cast of these shows that aren't gay that say they are now. <laughs> <laughs> just to be in just to be in i yeah. really wish i was gay i want to be i want to be i actually liked. told I, I told al that one when i was single i we were at a cast party and i go man i go sometimes i wish i was gay and he kind of looks at me goes why and i go it's so easy to get laid <laughs> and he kind of laughs he goes yeah it is pretty easy <laughs> see I've, i i want to talk to al and ken and bring them on the show one time because i want to know if the mentality is different you know, do you feel like you can just fucking bang anything? Because the way guys are wired, they just want to stick their they, dick in anything. It's not their mentality. They've been, Al's told me about a club he went to where there was a mirror above the urinal so you could look up and see everybody's dick. <laughs> um, I went, nice. when, I was in, when I was in sales, had it, had it. Ooh, that's a new one. <laughs> I was out doing sales calls with a guy in the city. And he had used the bathroom, so we ducked into this bar, and it turned out to be a gay bar. And I didn't think anything of it, except for the fact that except they're being sodomized. The, yeah. There was a hole in the stall. <laughs> there was like right there. a mural of a naked man on the wall, and they had like hardcore gay porn playing on all the TVs. And I'm like, didn't think anything of it except for. Well, I mean, know. I didn't walk in going, "Oh my god, it's a gay bar, I better leave." But I kind of looked, and I'm like, "Really, guys? You really need to see?" It, it was like two in the afternoon. <laughs> And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And they, they, the bartender like looks at me and smiles like, ha-ha, we're shocking you. And I'm like, no, I look at porn. It's cool. You know? I'm like, dude, give me a break. But it was, yeah, they, oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. Speak, speaking of, of questionable areas, I was driving home last night at 3 in the morning, listening to CBS Sports Radio, 
and I hear an advertisement for a strip club, but it didn't start off as like, hey, come to this place. It was two guys talking. And he, the guy starts, this is his opening line. Man, I love strip clubs, but I hate that I got to go outside to smoke all the time. And then he's like, well, friend, there's this place that has a skybox where you could smoke. He's like, really? Inside? Yeah, so you could smoke and enjoy the strippers. And they were going back and forth like it was. <laughs> where is this place? <laughs> uh, the in- industrial, they're giving free advertisements, industrial strip. That's what it's called. Industrial strip. All right. The only reason they, I know that is because they said it like a dozen times in the commercial. But it goes on for a minute about apparently this is the big problem in guys that go to strip clubs' <laughs> life that they can't smoke their can't goddamn smoke while cigarette. looking at titties. I cannot enjoy a cigarette without going outside. And he's like, yeah, and it is Chicago, so it's cold out there. <laughs> Most casual conversation ever. Luke, let's go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could just vape, you know. You'd be done with it. Anything else, boys? Um... No, I'm gonna go make sauce for Mr. Scotch. Add a boy, Mr. Scotchy. Wish him uh, making sauce. Yeah, he's directing another day. Luke's show from. Uh, yeah, he's coming over tomorrow evening. Is that gonna be at Bison? Are you making as dinner? Well? Is what you mean or... by making sauce? What do you? Yeah, I'm making uh, spaghetti and meatballs for him. This uh, is gonna be at Heritage, right? Any Heritage time in the black box. I think it's in January. January. This is one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. Luke wrote it. Um, the show. The, the original uh, screenplay is by you as well. Well, the screenplay, the yeah, screenplay is by it's you. called the, the bridge. Actual, the play is by you and Garza. Or yeah, it's all you. It was me and Garza. Like you're Ben Affleck to your Matt Damon. If yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, he actually Just when I tried to get him when I saw him after we it last went up and he like wouldn't respond to a phone call. He said to me, he goes, "You know, you wrote it like that to me," and I went, "Dude, you know, granted, I wrote the bulk of it. He wrote." He, you know, he was the voice of Fleshed one of the characters, out. and then I would sort of turn it into. For sure, a, I, I think the another day it's going to go up in January. I yeah. would love to have a part in that some way, somehow. Offered? And, I mean, he's going to produce it. I'm sure he's going to need help. He, uh, I can only help in aesthetic ways, but as far as that, I would love to be. Well, part yeah, of he's. I, I'm very. You can, you can go see it. I think. I think <laughs> we've, all, we've all yeah. voiced our our opinions on how talented Keith is, and I'm very interested to see what he does with it. Um, you know, I've offered him a. Whatever assistance that he needs, and you know, he said I'd like to sit and talk with you about it. And I, that's how we plan dinner. And then he wants me at some point to come talk to the cast. I'm not really sure what he wants me to say. It, it, this hasn't been cast yet. I mentioned no. Yeah, audition. he's auditioning in November. So anybody listen to the show, uh, auditions in November, probably before Thanksgiving. I'm gonna guess. I, I yeah. I have no idea. I know it's Heritage Theater Group outside of, out of Lewis University. I'm gonna post the shit out of this. Keith is an extremely talented guy, and I am. Great show. Unbelievably honored that he likes it enough to want to do it. Jonah, so. you going to throw your ring back in the or hat back in the ring? Or are you I'm too, too old much, for that role. Too much teaching. Too old for those roles. You're not that old. You could play 16 to 20. <laughs> not Did anymore. you say play or date? <laughs> <laughs> and he brings it back around. That's <laughs> Listen to all the shows. No, I'm sure I'll help out with it somehow. But <laughs> Listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Um, that just happened. Something Gate, The Vag Dialogues, Dosh Drunks, and... Oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> the one and only you're going to get a disease. The uh, mothership. The mothership. I love that. Anything else, gentlemen? No. Jonah? No, I'm good. Thank you, though. <laughs> I'm going to go get drunk with Jonah later on, probably. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> go get a disease, everybody. Don't later. Cry. We'll meet by and by near the heavenly hall of fame. He said, 
I've got season's tickets to watch the angels now. So it's just what I'm gonna do. He said, but you, the living, you're stuck here with the Cubs. So it's me that feels sorry for you. And he said, oh, play, play that lonesome losers tune. That's the one I like the best. Closed his eyes and slipped away. Scotty, it was the dying Cub fan's last request. So here it is. Do they still play the blues in Chicago when baseball season rolls? Cubbies still play in the 